Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday. Andy, what the fuck is it? Well, let me tell you, Alexander, this is a brand new podcast in which you, Alexander Bennett, and I, Andy Barr, have cloned ourselves. Those clones have had 24 hours of existence, and in that time, they have learnt about three things. They have use of the English language, and they understand three things. And we have invited two special comedian guests to explain things to them. However, those guests have to explain things to them via the lens of the three things that they already understand. So we're hoping to build up an entire web of knowledge around the entire totality of human experience via those three things. Would you be able to tell us what those three things are this episode? I certainly would. Kermit the Throg is thing number one. A high school prom is thing number two. And the final thing is an abattoir. And our brilliant comedians Alistair Beckett-King and Ken Cheng have to explain all things through the medium of those three things. I'll be honest with you, I think those are pretty easy touchstones via which to explain the, the entirety of existence. I couldn't agree more, Andy. What uh, familiarity do you have with Kermit the Frog? Kermit the Frog uh, is a staple of my childhood. Um, would you say he was something of a father figure to you? I would say he's the father figure to me. <laughs> would you? I would say, okay. yes, I would say that entirely. Did he teach you to ride a bike? Yeah. Right. He did. What did he say? Put one foot in front of the other and keep doing that on the pedals. Sound advice. <laughs> From the big man. He taught me the birds and the bees. Mr. K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Big what man. did he say? <laughs> when, when Kermit the Frog taught me the birds and the bees. Yes, what did he say? He said, when, when a man and a woman love each other very much, you come right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just come. When a man loves a woman. You're just coming and you keep coming. You just keep coming and keep coming. (laughs) (laughs) You come and you keep coming. And you keep coming. And then a baby comes out. (laughs) Do Do you think... If Kermit couldn't stop ejaculating, his head would sort of deflate <laughs> like, a, like a balloon. If he, he's so he's so empty of seed. So he's, <laughs> so he's suggesting that uh, Kermit's base state is being absolutely jam packed with cum, and there's absolutely nothing else within it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why. Well, I mean, if that is the if yeah. this is the starting <laughs> proposition, then I reckon there is a point at which Kermit could come so much that he starts to deflate. However, if we yeah. if we presume that he's full of bones, then no, <laughs> no, he's full of gum. He's a big, sort of green <laughs> felt bag full of gum. And when he taught me about the birds and the bees. He said to, to, you know, (laughs) fill him up on a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining uh, your perception of of, of Kermit is some sort of icing piping bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Well, this is unusable. It's absolutely no. This is being used, and no question about it. What this the is being bit used. where you said fill her up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what Kermit told me when he taught me the birds and the bees. Right. Well, how much do you know about a high school prom? <laughs> no, I've not finished. Because Robin the Frog is much like his uncle, but smaller. Who knows what's in Fozzie? <laughs> I mean, it's, at this point, difficult to imagine it being anything other than <laughs> <laughs> shitload of calm. I don't know. When people talk about Jim Henson's magic, <laughs> that's what they mean. Abattoir. <laughs> no, we're still not finished. Okay, keep going. I think all the birds in the dark crystal are full of guns. <laughs> so look, uh, me and Andy would uh, we'd like to make a point about something that comes up in this episode. Um, that uh, comes up in a few of the experiments we've done so far. Yeah. Uh, in that we keep getting to a point where we ask someone to define what a woman is. Yeah, so I think there's a, there's a feature of the... Um, of the mechanism of the uh, of the understanding of the clones, which requires the definition of a number of different nouns. Now, some of those different nouns may be harder to define due to um, sort of societal issues surrounding those nouns. And what we want to say right now is that this is absolutely a turf-free podcast. Fuck turfs. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. 
get the fuck out of town. Yes, and as fun as it is for us during the experiments to watch our comedian friends squirm, we didn't want it to come across as a sort of under-the-radar dog whistle to transphobes. No. Um, you can all get fucked, um, and uh, yes. If you're a rolling fan, roll off, down a hill, fuck off. Our two... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we've, that was articulated very well. Our two uh, transphobic guests are <laughs> Alistair Beckett-King and Ken Cheng. If you want to uh, see uh, Alistair uh, this summer, you can see... His Edinburgh show is called <laughs> Biological Sex is a Fact. Uh, and he is at the... Transdome. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called the Jack Dome. Yeah. Um, at the Jack Dome uh, at 7pm from August the 3rd to August the 29th, excluding the 22nd. <laughs> Alistair's show is called Nevermore. You can follow Alistair Beckett King at, at Mr. ABK on Twitter and at It's Mr. ABK on Insta. <laughs> Just take an opportunity to say he's not transphobic. He's a wonderful man. Uh, and do follow his YouTube channel because some of Alistair's short form sketches on YouTube, it's really just the kind of high point of the genre, I would say. Some of them. <laughs> And others, of course, he gets a little bit too involved in uh, who he thinks should use what toilets. Uh, Ken Chang, of course. Ken is also very <laughs> funny. You can find Ken at at Ken Chen Comedy on Twitter and at Ken Chen Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Ken has a uh, BBC Radio 4 series called Chinese Comedian uh, that you can find, uh, I think, via BBC Sounds and other apps. Uh, Ken, I would also like to state for legal reasons, is not transphobic. He is a wonderful comedian. Not only for legal reasons, but also for just actually he's he's... Both of these comedians, I would say, are among the least transphobic that I know. Yes, and we do have a chart, and we do plot comedians yeah, yeah, we know yeah. on it. And we haven't invited any of those who fall between us below a certain point <laughs> to participate yeah. in the show. Clumsy with language, forgiven. <laughs> a genuine arsehole. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Um. Well, Alexander, I invite you to make a proper edit of that. Yes. Um, I would also uh, like to say uh, to anybody listening, if you would like to draw any of the transphobia featured on this <laughs> show, <laughs> then don't. Um, but uh, we, we... Go go and take a long, hard look at yourself. Um, uh, we're, 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 we're very... Um, interested in seeing illustrations of things our guests say uh, so please do send that to our email address and to our social media um should we get on with the experiment for the love of god yes <laughs> ken cheng and alistair beckett king thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today thank you for allowing us into this space yeah, I'm very excited to explain. It is really delightful to have you here, and we're looking forward to broadening our knowledge 
of a, a great range of things over the course of this hmm. experiment. Um, in uh, the very short period of time in which myself and Andy have existed, uh, we have come to understand something about the following things. Uh, we know about Kermit the Frog. We have an understanding of what a high school prom is. Right. <laughs> uh, and we know what an abattoir is. Okay. Wow. Um, I think you're good to go, lads. Yeah. That's good. all you That's need. That's pretty much it. Good. Um, Ken, in, uh, in three minutes, could you explain to me who Hulk Hogan is? Your time starting now. Oh, oh boy, Hulk Hogan. Well, if you imagine in an abattoir, yes, yeah. you need someone to kill the animals. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. You need someone with a lot of strength. A lot of well, strength. Yes, because animals need to be killed, and that has a <clears> minimum <throat> requirement of strength. What level of strength would you say is required, and is it on a sort of sliding scale um, based on the animal? Yes, the larger the animal, the more strength. Okay. Can you give an example of a large animal and how you would kill it and how strong you would need to be well, to do you, that? And if, might, we might if we not could hear of, the unit of measurement of strength You might not have well. heard of this animal, but it's an elephant. What's that? Large. It's several times bigger than a cat. Okay. Imagine a cow, but much bigger. So a big cow. Yeah. Yes, big cow. Imagine a big cow. You need the physical several... differences from a cow. None, zero. Okay. It's just, just a big, large, a it's massive just a cow. Big, yeah. It's just a massive None. cow. We don't have time to go into that. Okay. Um, and yes, and you, if you need someone to do that, well, you would get a man like Hulk Hogan, who's a, a man who has a lot of strength. Yes, he has a lot of strength. Now imagine if people were interested in just the strength of the man. So people are interested they, they, in Hulk Hogan yeah, because, because he's strength. strong enough to kill a big cow. Yeah, right. and instead of killing a big cow, he decides to, much like Kermit the Frog, entertain the audiences. <laughs> okay. That's, he's the Kermit the Frog of killing cows. What's an audience? An audience is someone who, um, what's the second thing that you know about? Um, we are aware of Kermit the Frog, a high school prom, and an abattoir. Mm. <laughs> well, you see, Kermit the Frog has an audience. Okay. Okay. Yes, otherwise, how would you know of Kermit the Frog? You must know that... We're aware of the exist the, yeah. the, the, the frog himself. We're less aware of any kind of ancillary... Yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame because he's got an interesting meta backstory. Well, you've got 44 seconds in which okay. you could explain that. Well, people that. enjoy watching Kermit the Frog because, mm. because he's a fun, a fun little frog who yeah. has a funny voice. Mm. Now, imagine if that, instead of that voice, he had powerful strength. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd go back to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> imagine if Kermit the Frog was very strong. Instead of being a frog and having a funny voice. Strong enough to kill a big cow. cow. Yeah. And okay, <laughs> and there you've got Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan has a similar audience. Yes, very similar. He's, he's like a big, strong frog. Ma ma yeah, massive crossover. Why do is 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 the audience? You see, you said people and audience. There yeah. are they the same thing? Yes, an audience made of people. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Um, no problem. In your three minutes, uh, you have explained to me that Hulk Hogan is like a sort of strong Kermit the Frog. 
<laughs> that people enjoy yeah. watching because he's big enough to kill a massive cow. Correct. That's that's pretty much it. I'm just worried that right out of the gate, you told these guys that animals need to be killed, mm. and that that information has been logged. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Is there any way we can roll back any of those? Stuck fast. No, There's nothing that. we can do. It's like the blockchain. It's locked in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's in the ledger. I mean, we assume we don't know what any of those things that you just mentioned are but <laughs> that's a lot of explanation necessary yeah. uh the, my question to you is do you want to make a lot of money <laughs> what do you, do you want to make a lot of something that could be considered money what is money okay forget <laughs> anyway that. um i would have thought someone who didn't know anything would be the perfect mark but it's it seems you do need to at least know <laughs> not, basic not, terminology not mark andy sorry sorry that's just gotta correct these things alistair would you be able to explain to me who yes. Malala Yousafzai is? In three minutes, your time starting now. Right. Yes. Obviously. Um. Well, the um Taliban, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's let's start with the Taliban. Yes, if um, you could. If you could imagine the worst Muppet show possible. Like um, we we understand that Kermit is a Muppet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the Muppet Show? Uh, uh, Kermit is, is the ideological leader of a group of um, uh, uh, com- committed Muppets. Um, okay. And um, uh, as as Ken said, their remit is to entertain. But but what if their remit were to Islamize the world, <laughs> okay. rolling back the freedoms Alistair. of of women and girls. And I, I can, in I particular, can, I, yeah. I can see it's perched on Andy's lips. Um, three, three uh, questions here. Three questions. Three questions. Uh, what is Islamizing? <laughs> uh, and what are women and girls? <laughs> okay, um, I'll, I'll deal with point two uh, first. Oh, sorry, so what women and girls is that one question or is that two separate questions? I, this is well, a waste I of time. A and B. I, don't, well, I shouldn't be asking uh, you questions. Okay, so um, <laughs> if you can imagine uh, the the archetype of uh, Kermit the Frog and uh, Hulk Hogan, they exist on a spectrum of masculinity. Now, I don't want to imply that a binary exists, but it. it uh, I was about to bring up David Hume, and I don't think it's going to help. Uh, <laughs> what is masculinity? <laughs> It's what I'm doing now to impress upon you that um, you should take what I'm saying seriously. You're the, urgently the, trying to explain something. Yeah, the sort of the, the the sort of raw energy I'm projecting into the into the volume around us. Can you feel it? I I might not be doing it. I at can full. feel something. What okay. is what is energy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand how you got Hulk Hogan so quickly. Um, <laughs> It's a big, strong frog that kills cows. At the, at the other end of the spectrum, to Hulk Hogan would be um, a, a uh, perhaps a more a more nurturing, less aggressive figure, which conventionally has been associated with um, with the women womanhood, women and girls. So they're like if you, if on the one hand we've got a, a, a green puppet frog, on the other hand we have a, a somewhat showy pig. <laughs> Representing womanhood. What's a pig? Well, I think we're familiar like with a, pigs from the abattoir. It's like a very small. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The things that get killed that must yeah. be killed. Yes, must. they must. That uh, need to be killed die. in the abattoir. Uh, to, to be clear, though, so a I... woman is a pig that needs to be killed. Is that what you're saying? Alistair? I don't think that's word for word what I was saying. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> That's what I got from what you said to me. Um, so, is there a lot of time left? Because I feel like I've You've covered got it. nine seconds remaining to explain okay. who the Taliban so, are. Um, sometimes there's a chicken in the Muppet Show and it gets into trouble, um, <laughs> and that's Malala Yousaf. <laughs> I, did I say her surname even correctly? Um, you I, said the first couple of syllables. Of that, the... that should that should be reasonable. That's not enough to get me cancelled, is it? Um, well, Andy, would you like to sum up what Alistair said? So, um, my understanding of Malala Yousafzai now is that... Um, I'll just say Malala Yousafzai, and if you want to drop that in in the edit earlier, so I don't get it wrong. If we knew what dropping it in in the edit meant, yep. we would. Yeah. Damn, damn you! Damn um, you! It's amazing that you start up this podcast at all. Don't know what that means, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Malala is a chicken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have made more sense if, I, if I'd had time to do Gonzo. <laughs> Thank you, Alistair. Thank you. Um, this place that we're in now uh, is the only place that myself and Andy have been in. Uh, and we would like to know more about different places. Um, Ken, in three minutes, uh, could you explain to me what a Build-A-Bear workshop is? Your time starting now. Hmm. Wow, you remember the elephant. A bear is in between a cow and an elephant. It has exactly the same qualities as the, those two, so don't worry about that. It's okay, a, could you come close to the mic? Yes. Um, a bear is a large-ish cow. It's not as big as an elephant, but it is a big cow. Are there any um, distinguishing physical features to separate it from a cow? Um, more hairy. A hairy maybe. cow. A hairy okay. cow, yes. Large. Yes, and... A builder bear is a builder bear is a fake bear. What is fake? Fake is like wow. Come the frog, you see, is not an actual frog. Come the frog is a fake frog. In fact, come the frog is a human masquerading as a frog. A human masquerading as a frog. That's right. Come the frog is not an alive, living frog. How does a human masquerade as a, a frog? Um, by merely animating, moving the parts of this fake frog and speaking as if the frog was actually speaking. What? Why? <laughs> to entertain, much like... Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Killing a big cat. <laughs> Much like that. Well, Build-A-Bear is the same, but for a bear. Um, it's a fake bear that is there to resemble a bear for potentially nefarious means. We don't actually know why they, they did this. Who's what they? Are... They are the people who build a bear. What are nefarious uh, means. Oh, remember the Taliban? They're very nefarious. Okay. Muppets, bad, bad Muppets, bad yes. Muppets. Evil Muppets, evil Muppets, yes. And, and and the workshop itself is where they will actually create the bear. How is the bear created? Well, these fake bears are created much like anything is created. Um, how is anything how created? Is anything? That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, imagine a, uh, you're at a high school prom. Well, so yep. the, the, the prom had to be set up by various people. A, a, a okay. prom sort of planning meeting. 
Yes, a yeah. planning meeting followed by the actual construction. So is there a planning meeting for the bear? Yes, many meetings. Okay. A series of meetings. There's a lot of bureaucracy, really. It's a lot of getting what is bogged bureaucracy? down. bureaucracy? Yeah. Um, when people talk a lot and not do anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they build them at the workshop um, by putting together parts of a bear. Eventually, you get a builder bear. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. So in your three minutes, you've explained that a builder bear workshop is a place where possibly the Taliban (laughs) (laughs) make a big hairy cow that isn't real. Yep. But it's entertaining. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Very useful. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really am learning a great deal. I'm uh, too much. I'm annoyed by how smoothly that went. <laughs> I, I really think you, you really ticked all the boxes there. Uh, I did mention the Taliban, so I'm taking a leaf from your book. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's let's see if the Taliban are relevant to the next one. Uh, Alistair, would you be able to tell me what a genius bar is? You've got three minutes starting now. I don't know, so I assume it's a snack. Like a sort of um, like a pressed fruit snack. So you know animals. What is fruit. I, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I was about to explain. Okay, sorry. You know, you know, uh, in an abattoir, they they kill the animals that <clears throat> need to be killed. Yes. Uh, and and at the end, they produce a sort of slurry that people eat. Imagine that, uh, but nicer and and without the cries of anguish. That, okay. that, that would what be the anguish. <laughs> you know the Muppet Taliban. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their stock in trade. Uh, to, as Muppets are to laugh, so the Taliban are to anguish. <laughs> and um, so, if you can imagine, um, I don't think I have time to do plants, uh, but but fruit are like inanimate animals that are nicer to eat, and it doesn't hurt them when you eat them. Okay. So if you were to squeeze one of those down it'd be full of nutrients and and vitamins that would be good for you and if you, if you ate it they might some some of them are for health so you might eat them and you might become like hulk hogan but what i'm going to suggest is that a genius bar would be like a pressed fruit bar that would turn you into like the, a brain that is as strong as hulk hogan what's a brain <clears throat> so in a, in the way that the uh, the human animating Kermit the Frog is the intelligence behind the body of the frog, the brain is the intelligence behind a human being. So you both have at, at the, least one brain. Does the brain have an intelligence inside it that operates the brain? Many people have asked that question, and the answer is no one knows. <laughs> okay. I, I'm afraid there is a recursive fallacy here, and uh, <laughs> I'm unable to continue. Okay, I may have to unpick that phrase later. <laughs> Um, so a, uh, it, we will be here literally forever. But carry so, on. So fruit. So so you've got how, how does fruit, which I believe you said was compressed into a bar. Yes. How does that make brain better? Well, the brain needs to eat it in the same way that uh, Hulk Hogan would need to do his stuff (laughs) whatever it is he does to become so very strong okay how does a brain eat fruit um it takes through them a human mouth okay okay which is what you're using to talk now if if a brain is improved by the human that it controls 
consuming fruit. Yes. Is the human improved by the Kermit that it controls <laughs> consuming <laughs> something? That's a more than reasonable question, but I'm the answer is no. Okay. Um, Alistair, thank you very much. Andy, would you like to sum that up? I will try. So, Alistair, you've explained to me that a genius bar is a a bar made of compressed fruit, which yep. is a um, positive version of food which is made from animals mm-hmm. um, in an abattoir. An abattoir is um, aligned ideologically with the with the Taliban. Uh, yep. And I th- yes. I think I I drew from your explanation that uh, somewhere where the fruit is prepared is more like the Muppets. <laughs> that's that's um, correct. Yes. <laughs> A brain. To be honest, this is coming out remarkably clear. A brain is capable of controlling a human, and a human can control a frog. And it was unclear whether that uh, order of control extends further, either upwards or downwards. But I'm given to understand that a frog is lower than a brain. (laughs) Correct. Really, really well done. And that's what a genius bar is. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Alison. It's very, very useful. Something that. myself and Andy find um, particularly fascinating is the world of art. Art. I find it particularly difficult to comprehend and understand. Uh, Ken, uh, in three minutes, could you explain to me what the Mona Lisa is? Your time starting now. Well, the Mona Lisa is a painting which is a flat image now, if you imagine a show like The Muppets, that's a flat image, but that moving. Imagine if you... You said the word show there. Yes, The Muppet Show, which is a um, something to entertain audiences that Kermit the Frog is an integral part of. And these shows can be uh, seen by anyone across the world. How? Through the magic of television. What's magic? Magic is <laughs> things that cannot be explained. You What's must know a lot about those. <laughs> uh, or, or, or not. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, okay, so the magic of television. Magic is something that cannot be explained. Yes. What is television? television? It cannot be explained because it is magic. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's a flat image. Yes. Yes, if you've seen if you've seen Kermit the Frog, have you ever seen Kermit the Frog? Yeah, we know what Kermit. Yes, looks like. but have you yeah. seen him? Um, not face to face, as yeah. it were. So, what what medium, what process did you see him in? A sort of flat image. Really. Yeah, so it was presented to us. Mm. Wow, and it was it moving or not moving? It's very moving. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine that, but that instead of that, a woman like Alistair. <laughs> Alistair mentioned a sort of chicken yeah a chicken (laughs) a chicken yes imagine that but a chicken and there you have the Mona Lisa a flat image of a woman chicken so the Mona Lisa is a flat image of a chicken woman Woman, yes Um, what's it for entertainment in in the same way that Hulk Hogan can kill a big cow with his strength, mm. the Mona Lisa can entertain people 
by just being a flat image. So Kermit the Frog, Hulk Hogan, and the Mona Lisa, these things all exist in the same level. Yes, they're all equally revered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They're equally good at their respective (laughs) aims. Would you uh, look at the Mona Lisa on television? No, you'd go to a building. Um, What building? An art gallery. What's an art gallery? It's a place where many flat images are kept and stored for people to come along and enjoy the flat images. What other kinds of flat images would you find in an art gallery? Oh, you might have a picture of some fruit. Remember fruit from yeah, earlier? Yeah. You might have Animals some representations. Animals that can't feel anything. Yes, exactly. Mm. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of flat image artwork of fruit. People love fruit. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much. Um, wow, the bit where you got them to acknowledge that they had seen a flat image, it was like a Socratic dialogue. It's <laughs> <That was> incredible. <laughs> so in, in three minutes, um, you've told me uh, that the, uh, the Mona Lisa uh, is an entertaining flat image of a chicken. Correct. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Um, Alistair, could you explain to me what Jurassic Park is? In three minutes, starting now. So, um, imagine if a, a chicken got out of control. <laughs> Just control. Um, you know how um, a man operating a frog puppet controls the movements of the puppet. The puppet mm-hmm. is, is within the, or the, the person's... Or a bear. They're within that person's purview. Um, don't ask what that is. I think I may have used the wrong word. Okay. Um, in the same way, a wild animal in an abattoir, we might you might use extremely narrow, nightmarish channels to to control the animals as they move from slaughterhouse area to slaughterhouse sure. area, or yep. a strong man, or yeah. or a strong man I like think the strong Hogan. man is the end point of the uh, oh yeah the animal's experience. <laughs> Thank you for helping, Andy. Um, so, uh, uh, Jurassic Park, if you can imagine, if the, if we took the chicken and we combined it with the strength of Hulk Hogan and the size of uh, the elephant, which is a really big cow, mm-hmm. um, that's a, that is a dinosaur. So a dinosaur is a massive, strong chicken. <laughs> yeah. That is actually correct, yes. <laughs> Good, yes. Yeah, that is correct. And Jurassic Park is the, the name of uh, an imaginary place where very very large strong chickens live and got out of control okay um how did uh, the uh, getting out of control express itself okay so there's a there's a guy who's unhappy with his working conditions um <laughs> and he's a he's a bit sarcastic um, what is sarcastic <laughs> okay um and you're wearing a brightly coloured shirt. Um, that suggests that you are a bit of a character. Um, obviously, it's inaccurate on this occasion, but the man I'm talking about also wore brightly coloured shirts, suggesting that he was a bit of a character, like Hulk Hogan or a frog. Which and, bit of a character? Um, what, I, what I mean is that, 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 that he was somewhat eccentric and unusual, deviating from the norm. Okay. And he was responsible for keeping control of Jurassic Park. And this is a man? He's a, he's a man, yes. Like how, Hulk Hogan. How does he... Is he a strong man? He was not a strong man. In so, fact, he was a weak man. So how did the weak man uh, control 
the massive strong chickens. He used computers which are, are like computers? Th- imagine a television with a typewriter attached. What's a typewriter? <laughs> ah, it's a noun. Okay, um, a, a typewriter is like um, fifteen seconds. <laughs> Um, and uh, so that's Jurassic Park. In <laughs> conclusion, that's Jurassic Park. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you so much. Um, Andy, would you like to sum up what Alistair said there? Yep. I'll have a go. Uh, Jurassic Park is somewhere where, uh, well, it was, it was somewhere where a, a weak man and some strong men controlled... Uh, enormous chickens, which had the strength of Hulk Hogan and were the size of an elephant. Um, but at some point, they these chickens got out of control, mm-hmm. um, and this manifested in some way. That's the, that is the plot of Jurassic Park. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Alistair. Um, if, I, if I'd been like going... Da, 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 da. No, that, that's Toys R Us. Never mind. <laughs> Toys I can R Us. never remember the difference between the Jurassic Park theme and Toys R Us. Is that Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park? So what's Toys R Us? Uh, we don't. We, we, we have no idea. Not a clue. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, myself and Andy have only existed relatively briefly um, but we are aware that lots of things have happened before myself and Andy happened Ken, can you please explain to me what Live Aid was in three minutes starting now Ooh, Live Aid it was like a high school prom 
but massive. <laughs> massive the size of an elephant? Or? Bigger, bigger. Bigger than an elephant? Yeah, hundreds of thousands times bigger than a high school prom. Right. Imagine the crowd in a high school prom mm -hmm. where many people are gathering. Well, they all gathered for a thing called Live Aid. Okay. And instead of it just being teenagers, like at a prom, it was people of all ages. Okay. Yes. What, what, what do you mean by all ages? Um, so you know that you've only existed for a day. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine, imagine, well, then in that case, anyone could have existed for any amount of time from one day. And all of those amounts of time were represented yeah pretty much yes yeah it was specifically they made sure that was the case okay it's a weird system uh, <laughs> um could two people the same age be at live age uh, no they 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 stopped that okay. <laughs> using control so they, using channels <laughs> using strong men so strong man so was required for this so, that, yes so so strong it was like a big high school prom yeah uh, where um, every age yeah, was, was, was there, yeah. represented as part of the crowd. Yep. And they were there to watch people sing. Okay. What is... Um, well, I've got a vague idea what singing is because Kermit the Frog mm. does it. Yes, it was like Kermit the Frog, but a human version of Kermit the Frog singing. Controlled by a brain. Controlled by a brain, that's right. Okay. What humans were singing at Live Aid? Several different humans. There are, in the same way that Hulk Hogan is well known for being strong and killing animals, there are humans <laughs> who are very well known <laughs> for their ability to sing. Who are they? Well, you had uh, Bono, a man named Bono. Who's Bono? He is a man who uh, was so good at singing that people were willing to go see him sing. Lots. Because he was very good at it. Yes, very good at singing and the creation of songs, the writing of songs. Okay. Who else sang at Live Aid? Ooh. Um, well, you had uh, Madonna. Who's Madonna? Madonna, another human, but a woman this time, a chicken. Right, a chicken. A chicken <laughs> who was, again, uh, very good at singing. They all have the same backstory in that they're all good at singing. Okay. And nothing more. Okay. <laughs> nothing more about them. And people of all of every age yes. were forced to listen to Bono and Madonna. No, they they chose to be. They chose to Why? come because they enjoy the act of singing Five and they seconds. also wanted to to be there. Okay. Thank, Thank you very you. much. So, um in in 3 minutes you've told us that Live Aid uh, it was like a big high school prom, but unlike a high school prom, which has a very limited age range within its audience, Live Aid had, Live, a, had the had highest possible range of strictly ages. enforced. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a, a key facet of the organisation of the event. And uh, they all listened to Bono and Madonna, mm. who were at Live Aid because they were good at singing. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, Alistair, could you explain to me um, what the execution of Anne Boleyn was? You've got three minutes and your time starts now. There was a powerful king. What is a king? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Imagine uh, Hulk Hogan, um, but, but Hulk Hogan with excessive 
um, power, and power is something that gives you control. Power is different to strength. Power is different to strength, although strength and power are connected. Is, is what you, connects them? Uh, having a great deal of strength is what gives Hulk Hogan power, whereas what gives a uh, king power is um, I don't actually know, so I'll leave that aside. Um, like respect, maybe. What is respect? It's like how way people feel about Bono. They they like hearing him sing. Yes, that he's good at singing, so he has respect. And that gives him power. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, so... Um, is Bono a king? Of sorts. <laughs> what sorts? By, uh, by, by of sorts, I mean no. Um, <laughs> of, 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 of rock? Of indie rock, perhaps. What's rock? Don't know. I'm not going to tell you what... Okay. Um, it's, um, a type of, uh, it's a type of music that Bono plays. Okay. But meanwhile, uh, a, a, a fellow musician is the man I was trying to tell you about, King Henry VIII. He was a king, who, like Hulk Hogan, who had a great deal of power, and he had so much power that he had a lot of wives. You know the way Kermit the Frog... What, what, what's a wife? You know the way Kermit the Frog has that pig, and and they get along very well. Uh, no, we know who Kermit the Frog is. I'm what pretty pig certain you I mentioned that Kermit the Frog has a counterpart. We understand pig. that there is a pig involved in. Yeah, some but way. We're, we're we're hazy on the details. Well, Kermit the Frog's counterpart is a pig, and they are in love. What's love? It's um, it's uh, uh, something that happens between a frog and a pig. <laughs> And uh, it's it's a very very good feeling, but it also is a very very powerful feeling, and it can it can involve tension, and it can actually um, have both positive and negative elements. It can actually create a lot of friction between two people. It is friction. It's like when you rub a frog against a pig, <laughs> and they don't necessarily like it. So. Um, Henry VIII had had uh, had a whole slew of, uh, of pink wives. Um, he had. Um, I'm stressed out, so I can't remember the number, but I think it was six. Okay, he had six, six pigs. Would anyone pig like to nod or six? Six. six. Is good. So he had he had six pigs, uh, and one of them was named Anne Boleyn. Five, uh, four, three. He decided he didn't two, like it very much, so he killed her like an abattoir. One. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Andy, would you like to sum up what's been said there? Certainly. So the execution of Anne Boleyn uh, was something that occurred at the behest of King Henry VIII. Yeah, yep. Um, who was in love with a number of different pigs. <laughs> and this involved rubbing a frog against them, <laughs> which created friction. Uh, and as a result of this, he opted to kill one of them, who, and you know, I may be assuming here, was named Anne Boleyn. Yeah, yeah. That, that's surprisingly correct. Thank you. Thank you. Bono is not a king, despite Bono's having king, respect. But he does have respect, yeah. Mm. There are so many uh, things to understand in the world. Um, so uh, we're just going to throw some at you now. Uh, Ken... Uh, in three minutes, can you explain to me what a popcorn machine is? Your time starting now. Mm. Popcorn is a kind of food, much like fruit and meat, but it doesn't come from... Well, it does come from a plant. I, and then it is heated. It's 
So it comes from a plant. Is it fruit? No, it's a vegetable, which is like a fruit, but slightly different. How is it different? People don't really know. <laughs> okay. It, it could be defined by... No, it's just slightly different, and ultimately, they're basically the same. Can just going on what's been said about different forms of food in the past can it can vegetables feel pain no could they be compressed into a genius bar yes definitely you <laughs> okay. could have popcorn flavored genius bars okay. yes okay. if if you wish so popcorn is a hot vegetable yes in the same way that uh, at the abattoir they will cook the meat um, I'm going to pick you up on that. Yeah, that doesn't happen at the abattoir. <laughs> no, at the abattoir they just kill the animals that need to be killed. Oh yeah, but sometimes you have like an abattoir which is part of a restaurant. Do you know about <laughs> what's a restaurant? <laughs> okay, you don't know about that, but you do know about the abattoir. It's where the the animal. <laughs> Please tell me about a restaurant that has an abattoir attached. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, there was one. In... Oh, it's too much to go into. Let's go back to the vegetable. Uh, so the vegetable is cooked. Heat is applied to it, and it is hot. Yes. What is heat? Um, it's what uh, you will feel when you're near anything that's hot so it's a feeling sure yeah it's entirely in the in the brain okay <laughs> so you, you, heat is a feeling in your brain yes when you get something yes. near yeah when you get near something that's hot uh, yeah exactly can, can kermit feel heat uh, no because kermit isn't real okay can the operator of kermit yes. feel heat we can all feel heat okay so yeah. long as we're real yes Okay. Yes, that's right. So popcorn yes. is a, a hot vegetable. Yes. And now you need a machine to make it hot, okay. to turn it from corn, which is just a regular cold vegetable, okay. to become a hot vegetable. Okay. Yes. How does the machine do that? Using, um, using uh, in the same way that um, Build-A-Bear Workshop builds a bear, it builds the corn into popcorn. Okay. Does this imply the attachment of different parts of the corn to itself? No, there's no different parts. Uh, Your it's... time's up. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so in three minutes, um, uh, you've told us that a popcorn machine uh, is a machine that in some way makes vegetables hot. Correct. Thank you. Alistair. Yes. I am absolutely desperate to know what an owl is. You've got three minutes starting now. Um, a chicken is a kind of bird. A bird is the name of the type of animal that a chicken is. Mm-hmm. And birds are often characterised by having things like feathers or a beak or wings. You'll have seen all of these things on, on a chicken in your mind when I described a chicken earlier. Uh, we, we've seen chickens be killed in abattoirs. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So uh, an owl is a different kind of bird. While chickens go out during the day, an owl goes out during the night. What, chicken... what is the night? Curses. Um, it, the night is prime time for entertainment. So it's when people watch 
the Muppet Hulk Show. Hogan kill a big cow. Hulk <laughs> Hogan, and when they look at the Mona Lisa, yes, that's people look at the Mona Lisa at night. Yes, <laughs> they do. Yes, they do. Um, How is the night defined? Um, well, um, as as Ken pointed out, you've been alive for a day, and so the time that you've been alive, we could divide that into two, and half of it would be day when it was brighter, and half of it would be what night when it was darker. Right. It's uh, it's like heat, but for your eyes. <laughs> it's like heat you can see. So the night time is when your eyes aren't hot. When your eyes are cold, yes, when there's less um, visual heat going into your eyes. If are your eyes a vegetable? No, your eyes are part of an animal. Like okay. a beak is part of a, a bird. Okay. If If applying heat to corn makes it become popcorn... Yes. Does applying... Light to eyes force a change in any way. It, do, it does not make them, as you might assume, Popeyes. <laughs> um, but it but it does allow your brain to to read to learn about things around you in the same way that me saying things you're you're hearing me saying things and you're learning from me. Hmm. Um, when you when you see things using your eyes, you you can learn through seeing. So the night time is when you can't do that? Yes, unless you were an owl, because owls have very big eyes. How big? Massive. Um, bigger than a cow? <laughs> not bigger than a cow, but a, but, a, but probably bigger than a cow's eyes. Okay. Uh, which, uh, whereas they're only a bird of a similar size to a chicken most of the time. And their eyes are so big, and their heads can turn all the way around, and that allows them to go out at night, and um, they, like... Humans sometimes eat meat, and mm. so they spot little smaller animals, even smaller than the ones you would get in an abattoir, unless there was an, an infestation. And they they will fly down using their wings and eat the little animals. Alistair, what's an infestation? It's when there's too many little animals in a place of business is or there, residence. Is there a fixed number for this, or...? I I think one is regarded as too many, but okay. um, but as it goes up from there, it becomes more and more urgent. Wonderful. Thank you, Esther. thank you so much. So, an owl, yes, is a bird like a chicken, which comes out during the night mm -hmm. in order to eat little animals, which are. Um, smaller than a chicken and smaller than the eyes of the owl. Yeah, yeah. I believe. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm not sure so. I said that, but I'm. I apologise if I've inferred something that wasn't said. <laughs> and um, day is a time when people learn because their eyes are hot. Because their eyes are hot. And one of the things that marks an owl out is that an owl is capable of learning at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bang on. Bang on. Thank you, Alistair. That's why they're so wise. What is? <laughs> I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> We're very interested in humans and people, obviously. Um, and we're very interested in the things that they do. Ken, in three minutes, could you explain to me what going on a stag do is? Your time starting now. So like, the, you know at the high school prom, there'll be couples in love. Yes, when a frog and a pig erupt together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, if they're so much in love, they decide to do something which is called getting married. Like uh, uh, Henry. Henry and his pigs. Yes. Pig wives. Exactly. I don't think we ever got to the nub of what uh, being married is. Mm, It's just deciding to uh, support each other in a way that is loving and nurturing and comforting for a long period of time until you decide to stop. <laughs> That's when you kill. <laughs> you, ca- you can, you don't have to, and you probably shouldn't. Do you need to? No, you okay. don't need to. It, it, in fact, it is very much not a good idea. What other mechanism is there for ceasing a marriage? You might say, I want to stop, and the other person says, I also want to stop, and you both decide to stop being married. <laughs> and that's something called divorce, which happened to well, at least two of the pig's wives. <laughs> at Henry least had, two of them. I think two of them. <laughs> um, you, you say there's methods of support during a ma- yep. marriage. Um, could you elaborate on those methods? How would you support someone during a marriage? Um, you might say very nice things to them and make Such them feel as? better. Hey, you look really nice today. And, and um, that was a good idea that you suggested just then. Okay, so supporting someone in a marriage is saying nice to yes, things to them. Yes, it could also be giving them things like providing them with entertainment much like bono you could sing to them do that do you do that at day or at night um either you could sing in any time of day anyway going back to the stag do (laughs) is a party like a high school prom is a party Mm. that you have before you decide to get married and specifically the men. So you have a stag do before you decide to get yes, married. And is you... the stag do instrumental in the decision to get married? No, it is an extra side side thing, that side event that you have that to celebrate the fact that you are soon to be married. Okay, what characterizes a stag do? What happens? You go to many bars at night, much like the Genius Bar, which is a little, little fruit so bar. You, <laughs> you go to so fruit at, bars. At night, you travel around <laughs> to get a closer proximity to, to fruit compressed bar. fruit. Yes, exactly. Ah, are the fruit bars just lying around or yeah. are they in special prearranged places um they're just they're, they can be anywhere they could be on the on a general bar hunt and you go with a bunch of other friends who your good friends thank who... you <laughs> okay um so ken in three minutes you have told us um that a stag do is a side event you go on before you decide to get married uh, in which you and your friends, whatever that is, uh, try to get closer to compressed fruit. <laughs> Correct. Thank you, Ken. Alistair. Yes. Could you explain to me what getting fitted for a suit is? You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. Well, if an important occasion were coming up, like a wedding or live aid, you might want to look your best. You might want the heat that comes off you and goes into people's eyes to um, be such that they would give you compliments, like you look very nice today from earlier. As it, Almost as if you're married. Yes, um, but not. Is that because they want to become married to you? Or? It, it might be. You might look so good that somebody decides they want to get married to you. Okay. 
Um, and if you want to look very good, you might want to fit yourself to a suit. So in the same way that Kermit the Frog fits onto a man's arm. Right. Um, he's a piece of felt covering a man's arm or a woman's arm. You're, you are... They have wings. <laughs> <laughs> you could um, cover yourself with felt or any fabric uh, in such a way that you, you feel... Attractive and what is attractive? Um, it's it's the precursor to love. <laughs> so you feel attractive, yes, and then a pig and a frog get rubbed, get together. rubbed together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's pretty much it. Um, so if you wanted to look really, really sharp, you might get fitted for a suit, which means in the same way that Bono is an excellent singer and powerful because of it, and, and has power because of it, um, you might go to a tailor who is the equivalent of that, but for making clothes. And he might make you a suit of clothes, which would be fitted to your body, just like Kermit the Frog is fitted to Jim Henson's arm. So, a Who is a Jim Henson? <laughs> he's the man operating Kermit the Frog. So, uh, But he's dead, so you don't need to know about that. How does he operate the frog? Jim Henson? Yes. By moving his, his arms. Um, but he, you said he's dead. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm not happy with that. Yes. Yes, he's dead. <laughs> okay. If he's dead, because un- I've got a vague concept of what dead is because of uh, knowing what an abattoir is. Traditionally, in abattoirs, when things are dead, they stop. That's pretty much the end for them. Um, uh, yes, it isn't necessarily Jim Henson. It could be anybody operating the frog. Okay. Someone who's alive, usually. 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 <laughs> okay. And so someone, a tailor, is a powerful person. Yes. Who puts you in clothing mm-hmm. that makes other people's eyes hot. Yes. And they're more likely to want to rub a frog and a pig together. Absolutely. That's, okay. That's exactly what it is. So if, if you are putting this fabric on yourself um, as if you are putting your hand inside... Kermit. Yes. And we've already established that the hierarchy runs brain, human, Kermit. How, how, it, what, what is the interplay between the fabric that's on you and are you, do you become a Kermit of some sort? In a sense, yes. When we, <laughs> when we wear a particular outfit, it changes the way we behave in relation to other people. So, yes, if you wore a very smart suit, you might find yourself. A little bit uh, more suave, a little bit more attractive to people. More like a Kermit. More like Kermit the Frog. Are you more likely to sit on a log with a banjo and sing a song? No. Okay, your time was up quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about um, that. I, I think sort of summation was included there, Andy, unless you have yeah, anything l- else to add. Other than just saying that Jim Henson is dead. That's my... <laughs> Okay, fantastic. One area of uh, human experience uh, that myself and Andy find incredibly fascinating but difficult to understand uh, is humour and jokes. Um, Ken, in uh, three minutes, um, could you possibly explain to me why the following joke is funny? Why is there no aspirin in the jungle? Because the parrots eat them all. You have three minutes, your time starts now. <laughs> <laughs>
in the same way that people enjoy get entertainment out of singing, mm-hmm. they might get entertainment out of words being sli- said slightly differently or words having slightly the wrong meaning or words that may sound like other words. Okay. In this situation, the phrase parrots eat them, eat them all sounds a lot like the word paracetamol. Okay, Ken, I've got two questions. Yes. Uh, what are parrots and what is paracetamol? Parrots are like chickens and owls. They're kind of bird, but they can... How powerful are they? They're reasonably powerful. Um, not as powerful as Hulk Hogan. And probably more powerful than a chicken, I'd say. From what do they derive their power? Um, being near pirates. <laughs> okay, Ken. Um, what is a pirate? A big question. Um, I, I, wow, that's a big question. Could you answer it? Um, they're like Bono, but they're instead of good at singing, they're good at. Stealing money. So pirates on the sea have uh, respect. Yes, and power. And power. Yes. And the parrots derive their power from the proximity yes, exactly. to pirates. Exactly. There we go. In the same way that things become hot by being other things near the other things that are hot. Yeah. So the further away from a pirate that a parrot is, the less powerful yes, it is. Yes, a parrot on its own is not as powerful as a parrot with a pirate. Okay. Okay. Because the pirate and the parrot are in a sort of supporting relationship, not unlike marriage, but not the same as marriage because... (laughs) What sort of things would a parrot say to a pirate to support it? A parrot... Well, parrots are capable of speech, but only on a very basic level. So they can only say very... Only a few phrases, and it's unclear whether they mean them or not. (laughs) Okay. Could you give me an example of one of those Um, phrases and could you tell me whether or not you think the parrot would be sincere? um, They might say, Polly want a cracker, and they might be sincere that they actually want a cracker, which is a small little fruit bar, uh, like a genius bar. Would that... If the parrot were given the cracker, which is the fruit bar, would that improve the parrot's brain? Yes, probably. And would that give it any more power? No, probably not. Okay. And what is paracetamol? Um, it's a little fruit bar that makes your brain feel better. <laughs> okay. Does it make it hotter? No, it probably... Your time's up. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ken. So in three minutes, you have told us the reason why is there no aspirin in the jungle because the parrots eat them all. The reason that that's funny um, is because parrots are very powerful or can be depending on their proximity to Mm. a a pirate. Mm. And there's some relation between parrots, the word, sounding similar to the word paracetamol and the paracetamol is a little fruit bar that makes your brain feel better. Yep. Thank you, Ken. Alistair. Hello. I'm dying to know why the following joke is funny. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. Okay. 
Well, a noodle is a type of food, mm-hmm. like fruit or meat or vegetables. In fact, it's most like corn. Um, instead of uh, being heated up, what happens to a, a noodle is it's ground down and mixed with water, creating a very tasty line. <laughs> it's essentially a line. Um, it's, it's very enjoyable to eat. In the same way that the Muppets are enjoyable to watch. It, it, yes, in, very, in the same way that you would drive enjoyment uh, from the Muppets, you might enjoy, derive enjoyment from, uh, from eating uh, a noodle. Uh, now, pasta is uh, essentially the same thing. Noodles and pasta are two examples of the same thing, but they they were invented in different places, and so they're subtly different. What places were they names. invented? Uh, pasta was invented in Italy, mm. and noodles, I'm going to assume, were invented in China. Okay, let's start with Italy. Um, where's Italy and what is it? Okay, this is quite broad. Um, so... Um, if the Muppet Show is a country, if <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. How, um, I'm not sure what I could explain. How do you, you don't know what are countries you compa- are. Are you comparing the Muppet Show and Italy in some way? I don't think I am. No, I, I think I'm. Are the Taliban a... involved? <laughs> yes, in the same way that the, that the the Muppets and the Taliban occupy two separate ideological spheres. Um, China and Italy are, occupy uh, different op- spheres, d- different physical spaces. To take this analogy further, um, which do you think is more like the Muppets, and which do you think is more like Italy, China, or uh, in China or Italy? Who's the Taliban? Who's uh, ob- the Muppets? Obviously, Italy's the Taliban. Clearly, okay. um, um, clearly, Italy's the Taliban. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure that that's come out clearly on the podcast. Italy is the one that I think is the Taliban. Um, and uh, in these in these two areas, they've mm-hmm. both invented uh, a food which is essentially the same food. They both uh, invented lines. Uh, yes, one of them is a noodle. Uh, uh, but the, the pasta, a pasta is a slightly thicker line. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the joke is funny because um, I can't actually remember the joke. Impasta. Impasta. Because uh, impasta sounds like the word imposter. What's an imposter? So, if you can imagine that uh, Kermit the Frog is not a real frog, the Builder Bear bears are not real bears. That's mm. a better example. Uh, the Builder Bear is an imposter of a real bear. Thank you very much, Alistair. Thanks. Yes! Um, I, feel, I feel like, I, I, feel like got I got there in the end, I think. Andy, would you like to sum that up? In real hot water around about the um, Italy-China situation yeah, for a while. Dangerous. Yes, yeah, so there are there are two different types of food which are very similar, and they were both invented in different spheres, uh, Italy and China. Um, Italy, we have been told in no uncertain terms, <laughs> <laughs> is the Taliban in this analogy. Um, and uh, the joke is funny because... Impasta sounds like the word imposter, which is a fake bear. <laughs> Thank you, Alistair. Thank you. Thank you. Um, after all of that, Andy, who do you think has provided the most satisfactory explanations? 
That's a tough one. Mm. It really is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say that I believe that I've found Alistair's explanations to be broadly more satisfying. I think Ken has been consistently very good at explaining, but I would agree that latterly Alistair has come through so strong that I would agree that he provided the most satisfactory explanations. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you both very much indeed. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank really you. Does thank you. Mean a lot to us. Oh, good Horrible. You have been listening to Born Yesterday featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.